You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. kind of jump out of certain yeah. contexts and kind of play. Um, our mission is to uh, that main street, and this is our personal firehouse mission and sort of the collaborators that we have, Okay, is to make this kind of a little more like Marfa, Texas, kind of make this mm. a little bit more of a, you know, I, I think the city might like it to be more Grapevine or whatever, and who wouldn't? Like downtown Grapevine's really cool, but yeah. we'd like it to stay a little bit rock and roll, like a little bit eclectic. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I love, uh, spent 20 plus years in Los Angeles and I like sort of the fringe of like Venice, California, mm, mm-hmm. where you, you go and you can go to Venice boardwalk and all those, there's tons of animation and singing and dancing and all sorts of stuff happening. But yeah. if you go a few blocks off, you've got these small businesses that are kind of happening and popping up and, and they might pay high rent or they may have gotten in before that high rent. And they're, they're just like. They're, they're passion driven, like little businesses where yeah. you, people did their own finish out and yeah. in a building that's, you know, 80 years old or whatever. Yeah. And they're, um, they're kind of creating whatever their thing is there mm-hmm. themselves and selling it themselves and running their own business and managing their own business and, Betting and on kind themselves. of, yeah. And like earning their way. Yeah. Uh, and I would just love to see that happen down here and, and yeah. to stay this, um, uh, this place has always been very multicultural. Mm. Um, it's, it's a place that I, my quote is always, it's, it's gay, straight, trans, whatever race, creed, religion you want. People come here and they feel accepted. Uh, mm. it is like a place that, that, um, I literally watch people come in and they, they, they sense that this is not a place of judgment. This is just a place of like, communal eating hanging being yourself express yourself and be cool like just be cool as long as you're nice and kind and generous to one another you're welcome here um that's beautiful so that's that's what and i don't know man it was like some i there was this weird fear that we had coming from california where we had that sort of experience Mm. that we never put our politics or our faith or any of that on our friends right it mm. was always that like we kind of left all of that stuff at the door and sure. checked it and so um we we're like man i wonder if we'll be able to have that here mm. and i don't know if it's it might this is my own theory of zero facts to back any of this up but i feel like grand prairie brings sort of a fringe city now like fringe in the term of like you know fringe festival in new york or la you know always is like the counterculture kind of crew of people but i always uh equate grand prairie with uh this sort of like it's not dallas it's not fort worth and people lived here for however long and you have these kids that are artists emerging you got a good little arts um you know high school here that has amazing musicians and Mm. singers and graphic designers and painters emerging from it that have worked here um and uh i don't know it's like it's this this has helped a little bit to sort of, you know, allow the evolution of the people here, like mm. expressing themselves and showing up and being, you know, who they are yeah. and having a place to go. So, yeah. um, so is that the goal with picking Grand Prairie? Is it's kind of in between? Man, Dallas, I would be lying. I, yeah, I would be lying if I said that was it. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, we uh, we were sitting at our dinner table in L.A. Maybe at our coffee table uh, and my in-laws called we had our child and our our other business so you know we were still acting a lot a lot of our money was coming from acting Mm. and uh and our other business was event production so we were creating events for people and we had a a bar company that i'm still a 50 percent owner in in la okay called mama's medicine okay yeah that's the that's the the bar here right and so we were uh we were doing great. We were having fun. We we're growing. And, uh, my in-laws said, you know, with their mission to get us to come here because we have a, you know, a baby girl and she's, you know, she's five now, but oh. at that point, really them wanting us here to be around her. Yeah. They're like, listen, they're doing some of the old fire station. They had a company that was 
contractually going to do it and mm. they've uh, fallen out of contract. They've broken ways with the city. Oh, wow. But the city had also had, they released something called an RFP, you know, a request for a proposal. And in that, they published the amount that they're willing to extend into this business. Well, mm. it was a big number. And that big number, though, included all the infrastructure stuff. So they knew that they had to tear up, you know, 12, 13 inch concrete and run water mm. and power and sewer yeah. and all of that stuff in a bunch of directions. And how old was this building? 1940s. Oh, wow. Yeah, late 40s. So they knew they had to do a ton of that. And this, this building was in disrepair and new roofs and all that. Mm. So all of it wasn't the pretty stuff that we have. It was really about 75% not pretty stuff. Mm. Um, and But we saw the big number and we're like, wow, that's a lot of money. Maybe yeah. we, should, we should pitch on this. And okay, it'll keep my in-laws happy. So we pitched this idea that we kind of built at our dinner table and it had to be delivered within 10 days. I mean, mm. I'm, it sounds like an actor making drama. I'm not. Uh, that is the reality. <laughs> it had to be hand-delivered. So that means we had to create it, you know, our projections, our pro formas, our everythings, mm. and uh, our menus and everything and, and put that together and then get it to the city. Um, and for whatever reason, it struck a note with them and they were... They were interested and we hopped on uh, wow. pre-Zoom. I don't, I guess Zoom existed, but we were, um, actually that's an, uh, interesting. I wonder when was Zoom created, but we hopped on a, um, uh, a Skype, a Skype call, yeah. Skype call with some city officials and started talking about it, you know, and wow. And, and that then, was uh, 2019 or 18, or 18. 17, oh, it been 18. late 17, early 18. Yeah. Cause we, cause we went into design phase and that took six, eight months. And then we built in late 18, started building. And then we were open in 19. Yeah. And so we had the rest of 19, 20 obviously was what it was. And now into 21. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it would have been late 17, I think, that we were talking about it. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Us too. Us too. It's been really cool. It's been an amazing uh, journey so far and yeah, more on the horizon. What are your, uh, it's a very general question, but what are your long-term dreams for the business or for this um, location? For this one, like, you know, and it's, I'm not just saying this because we're talking about music, but um, I didn't know. I didn't like I, I knew music would be part of it. Hey, get some good music out here. That means more people are going to buy chicken and eat and drink beer and yeah. drink our cocktails. I didn't know that I would see I would find how big a deal music is here. Mm. Right. And how many I mean, I'm in, I'm an artist, so I'm inspired by artists. I don't I mean, I sing in so much as, uh, you know, I get I've had a few roles that required singing and mm. I'm, I'm good enough to for that but these music artists just like blow my mind right mm. some of the people that we've had here some of the people that very few people know that we've had here yeah. um some of the people that work for us coffee shop that mm. are in the coffee shop that are like you know kirk thurman you know was was head of our coffee program mm. uh, kelvin thomas you know kelvin you know american idol um oh, kirk yeah. um you know is a is a deep ellum great if there's a wall of great people from deep ellum right kirk, yeah. kirk thurman's on it and is uh knows everybody in the business mm. and just an incredible artist <clears throat> and so those same people that are on the i love people that are like walk in that artist life that's like okay i, I have to work at the coffee shop to mm. make the ends meet but i'm also rushing off to go to a gig yeah or um you know, that's the life that I understand as an actor. Yeah. Well, they have where, a high endurance for their dream. Totally. You know? That's a great way to put it. I've never heard of it put that way, but that's, that is a great way to put it. And that's still, you know, I don't, I, mine's evolved from that mm. to, from a, from just a, a dream to now, okay, I don't, you know, I can, I can go into an opportunity. I call an audition an opportunity. So mm moving forward, I'll just say opportunity if it comes up anymore in this podcast. Gotcha. Uh, but it's an, you know, and, and I can explain that later, but I don't want to bore you, but the, um, it, I can go into that knowing that my, my bills are not paid by 
that acting job. Sure. I can go into it to go, this is, this is an opportunity to play pretend, but it's also an opportunity to tell a story and whatever that story details. Yeah. And it might leave it at that, but that was the job I got. That was fun. Right. And maybe I get to do it and get paid for it, but maybe I don't, mm. but I still get paid and my kid still eats. Yeah. So that I get to live a dream in that way. Right. Right. Because I have my, my acting isn't, you know, dictated by that. And it's also not over because I have a responsible job as a mm. owner of a business. Sure. Uh, yeah. And I, I think I wish that for, uh, all of my friends that, fight the struggle of keeping their artistry alive that mm. they can find a balance that I'm not perfectly balanced and it's a pain in the ass sometimes and it is <laughs> what it is and I complain but uh, but I hope that they can find a way that you know one of my buddies who is not an artist was like I'm sure there's a CEO of Pfizer or something that was a, in a garage band and he's a killer guitar player mm. right and he's yeah. like man I'm really I'm a killer guitar player. I'm really good, but I'm also a damn good CEO. Right. (laughs) And he's like, so my hobby, I might be a badass like weapon of guitar. Yeah. But so my hobby, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish my hobby. Yeah. Right. My hobby I'm killer at. Yeah. It's, I am a crochet wizard. Right. (laughs) But, and you'd be like, holy shit, look at the crochet. Right. (laughs) But, I'll buy that. But it, but you know, like we always say, Oh, you're not making all your money as an, as a musician. Mm. Well, you must not be that good. Or you're not just doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But that's not true. No, it's not true at all. There, there's the best, some of the best actors I've ever encountered. And we're in class mm. or in a workshop or in a reading with them and an opportunity. Yeah. I'm like, how's that person not famous? <laughs> Right. Or, or it's like what we were talking about before, like the social dynamics of the of the career climb. Like maybe there are tremendous, you know, uh, guitarists, bassists, whatever. Right. But they're they got a social awkward tendency yeah. that keeps them from reaching out or thinking no one right. would listen to this. Right. You know, because and, and that's the per, the internal battle that you have to have for to make that hard climb, because right. I'm always fighting myself. Right. I mean, like this today. It's right. like, I have my normal job. I was at my normal job today. Right. You have to there. hustle. Yeah. And get over here. Get all your gear. Like, get it just, set up. It's all me, you yeah. know? And it's like, yeah. dang, I wish I had a, a Come tech. talk to some guy that might be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, uh, you never know. Well, but this is the thing that's helped me realize that everything's a practice. Is uh, uh, Well, one, I always tell myself, even doctors are technically always practicing. So yeah. no one's got it. No. This <laughs> is about how, how often you're working on it and how much you can endure of that, you know, self-challenge of like, ah, Man, I wish I was further. scare me. Yeah. Like, I have friends that are doctors and you're like talking to them and they're like, you know, they're talking about like brain surgery. And it's like, well, and I was tired and I was like, I did a good job, but I could have done better. And they're like, what? You did a good job. <laughs> You're a brain surgeon. How? I mean, like, it's, but she's better off now from my, I'm like, what the, uh, but oh, speaking of like side jobs, um, double ace, I mean, Brian Arnold is the, one of the front men for that. Mm. And, and all of them have obviously real jobs and they get hired a lot. And if they come here, <coughs> excuse me, if they come here to Grand Prairie, they come here to firehouse, we're going to get 150, 200 people here. Mm. That's successful. That is a successful band. Yeah. He's the judge. He is one of the judges in Grand Prairie. Oh, really? The front, one of the front men. Wow. And they're not coming to get out of jail free. They're coming <laughs> because they're like an old school, like garage band, born and raised in GP. People yeah. love the way they sound. They put on a dynamic show. Nice. And like, they got is, careers. He's a judge. Yeah. <laughs> you got other things to think about. Yeah. But when he's here and when he's playing with the band, man, he's having fun and mm. he's giving it a million percent and he's killing it. So oh, yeah. I, I love like the idea of like redefining what it is. Oh yeah. To, to be an artist. Every, what is the percent? It's like less than 1%. It's like worse than like NFL football. Like that SAG like has like 1% of SAG is names, you know, Mm. And there's 200,000 plus members, members and yeah. like maybe 
I think like 20% of them are working. Mm. Everybody else pays dues. Well, see, now I was a theater kid too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, respect a lot of plays, seen a lot of plays, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of people like just common that they just don't think screen and actors guild. They don't, they think of the screen an actor on the screen. They don't think about the stage. Right. You know, I mean like that, but every industry kind of has that, yeah. those, those hidden people, the people that are working away that make the, they, they, they make the scene, you know, right. there's the, 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 the stars that line the sky. It's like, but you got to fill the, the negative space. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the local people. Yeah. I mean, you know? there's the extras. I met some extras. I, um, I just worked on a movie in New Orleans called The Walk, and I met some guys that they're they're cronies. They're like all 60-year-old-plus 60, 60 guys, mm. and they, they're they naming off like, you know, New Orleans has a big film industry, so they're mm. naming off 10, 15 movies that they happen to work on together, see each other doing that. I was in that, and we were playing on that. Mm. They're making a living or making a retirement yeah. on extra work and mm. getting paid you you know as screen actors guild members are getting paid a couple hundred bucks a day hmm. you know and doing their thing and and eating a good meal and <laughs> working a shift and going home right yeah. and uh and that's just from the extra side like the, yeah. the other people that come in and are the waiters and the whatever mm. it's, yeah. it's a whole different podcast but like thinking about when an industry starts to grow like that in a new market mm-hmm got to have good enough extras. Oh yeah. You could suck at being an extra. I mean, yeah. You got to be able to act some. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Or not like walk like a robot like yeah, or, uh, or you know, walk through this broom above the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? And and then you got to have the bit players. Mm. You can't import them from LA or New York or you can't afford to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have to almost grow this big troop and they can't they can all work on all the shows but they can only work one in the different ways yeah, right so right. there's like a whole thing that has to happen not to mention the crews and the and the electricians and the architects yeah. and the, the craft builders stuff. and all, all oh, that stuff yeah. right yeah. and the food right yeah all the craft stuff all the, craft, all the yeah. people getting taken care of it's just you don't think about that cause, no because everybody all the consumers want the product and yeah, and the name at the top you right. know because, you know, like what I was saying before, you know, going to school for AV work, uh, I wasn't trying to be in front of the camera, folks. <laughs> right. But now I am, apparently. Right. But um, <laughs> but it's, I was not trying to do that. I was totally fine with my name being in the credits right. and respecting the credits. I was one of those dudes that would watch the whole movie because I wanted to see the names. I wanted yeah. to see if I recognized people because I... I that was my potential. You know, that was the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the grind. I was going to get, you know, no one's going to know who, who, uh, uh, Sam Romo is, who did the, the sound, uh, engineering right. for this one scene or whatever. Right. It's like, but, uh, what if I was interested in you? What if I actually knew you? And, and like, you know, what, what if I was aware of you and, and all that goes into that, you know, like me, cause like I was a student and I was curious about who did the sound engineer work for the movie seven, and I was curious what other movies he did it on, just because I thought it was impeccable. It's a, it's you brilliant do. work. Yeah, right. but that's like well, and and unfortunately, I don't know. I I I, well, I would imagine that less than ten percent of the moviegoers are tracking on that. that oh, yeah. Really, the sound was incredible. Oh yeah. The score. More people probably pick up on the score, um, but looking at a movie from picture lock mm. to sound editing, uh, sound design, lighting, lighting, but, but even, but even like your picture locked and you're coming in and you're just, you're adding your sound, you're adding your score. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not resting with this sounding like a good enough phone mm. drop. Right. And what was the space between it? And yeah. The, the voids of sound and and it makes the movie like 20 30 percent better yeah oh yeah maybe 50 percent better it's being told a whole another time in the edit yeah well and it's like you take music out of a horror movie you don't have a, you don't have a movie nothing scary there's nothing there's it's, nothing it's barely a movie it's, nothing. it's just a story it's a boring yeah. story yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah literally. oh someone got stabbed um but you know yeah 
it's uh it it it's like no one realizes that yeah because they don't why would they they don't go through the oh. process they don't well, I was also, like I said, I was a soundboard tech. So I'm also used to that, too. And yeah. it's like, oh, that band was great. I'm like, yeah, they were terrible at first. Right. You know, or they were, like, way <laughs> off. It's like, but now they sound great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, you weren't here for And there should be tech. some, like, thank yous, I mm. think, for that stuff. Like, yeah. a band should know that. I mean, I'm sure some of them do. Like, man, thanks for making me sound so great. Thanks oh, for yeah. taking care of me. When I, again, I'm one of those dudes. I mean, if I'm in the crowd and they say, hey, shout out to Bob in the back. I'm like, hell yeah, Bob killing it tonight <laughs> yeah right because seriously it's like that was his job too man <laughs> yeah, that was him that was him you heard all night yeah but yeah uh but anyways where were we at what question we, we were we at? i don't even know oh about here um <laughs> they were talking about this old yeah it's talking about the 1940s yeah it's um, talking about kind of your your dream you know what's the, yeah, oh the, next and so yeah we want to get more I want to embrace the, you know, what we've moved into this year post COVID was ticketed shows. We have mm. a, a ton of help from a, a guy named Cameron Ray, who's Cameron is a, is a musician who's awesome in his own right. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's open for like people like the gin blossoms. He's worked with the Kessler mm. a long time. He works for live nation. He's worked with AEG. He's done, uh, he's worked for the, the biggest in the business. Mm. And he's also, consulted and produced shows and 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 been the, the booking agent for places kind of across the country mm. and he's really helped he's really opened my eyes to what that means to to say hey here's a guarantee here's how many tickets we have to sell here's how much the tech costs here's how much our ads cost mm. here's like a true breakdown on that whole other business yeah and then and for us being able to to offer some free music one day of the week maybe some programming that's singer songwriter open mic kind of stuff too mm-hmm. as well as something we paid for that is hopefully nurturing musicians uh yeah that are that we believe in or that we've heard or that we get to sort of vet uh or support people that are traveling the country and are going to stop in and do a one-off yeah and then they're going to be in arizona tomorrow night yeah doing something um so really honestly when everyone when anyone sends me music i, I not to be so bold that I get it or know it or whatever. If it resonates with me after whatever song they've sent, if something resonates with me, then I will try and get them here if the price can work. Yeah. If not, if I doesn't resonate with me and I, and I, I'm fairly open-minded to whatever music, I don't think we're very genre specific, although Mm. Americana singer songwriters kind of our bread and butter here. Gotcha. I will, I will try to support it and try to have them come. If not, I'm just kind of say thank you for submitting and then we move sure. on to the next. But uh, but I think having, I'd like to have a monthly ticketed show that is buzzworthy, that mm. kind of marries uh, this sort of roadhouse kind of space that we have with a place like, um, this place called Pappy and Harriet's that's in Joshua Tree that mm. like, on any any given day, I don't know how the hell they do this. Maybe it's just because they're in Joshua Tree and people go out there to smoke interesting things and stare at the stars and like rent a mid-century bungalow or something, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, but like Paul McCartney will show up and like huh. and it's a stage smaller than this room. Like the stage is like as big as this table, huh. and they're and it's a restaurant. It's almost like you're kind of walking into this adobe cave kind of thing. Mm. And then they have a little side door and it's this little, very small stage. And then, like, uh, I don't know why. I think it's just, like, got mystical powers or something. Wow. If people come there and play. But we had some glimpses of that early on, too, where we'd have, like, a show out there. And we have five people from American Idol that all finish in the top 20. And there, there's 10 people watching them play mm. at night, like. Uh, one of my favorite bands is a band called uh, Freddie and Francine. They're they were L.A. and then they live in Nashville now. And okay, uh, when the first time we had them it was like our christening of the stage, and it rained. Oh so no! Of course, we're not going to be outside. We had this great kit, and we had, we're not going to get to use it. So we moved them inside, and they went, you know, without microphones in the acoustics of the coffee shop. And it was the best concert I've ever heard. And we're mm. sitting down there in front of them. So I think to to just kind of keep pushing to have 
really like cool, like interesting, uh, memorable moments of music here. Yeah. David Ramirez, ticketed show, mind blowing. Mm. Like, holy shit. Uh, New well, York, just and y'all had uh, Matthew Logan Vasquez. Matthew right? Vasquez, we had to move him inside, and then it was like the mayor of Grand Prairie was said that it was like seeing somebody at the Troubadour, mm. uh, and it it really kind of is. I mean, I've seen music at the Troubadour, and it's kind of was like that because you're in this dark, coolly lit, interesting sort of thing, and you're sitting at tables on eye level. I mean, Troubadour is a stage, but it's not big, mm. and. You know, so we got a hundred and something people packed into it with a green space in the middle and have some cool images I can share with you. Sure, yeah. But, uh, well, he's it, one of my favorite. I was out of town that week and I was pissed. I was livid. Dude, dude <laughs> he I, was, I'm a huge Delta Spirit fan, yeah. but I also I love his solo stuff too. Yeah. I mean, and when I found out he moved to Austin, I was like, oh man, he's going to show up around here anytime. And then COVID happened. Yeah. And then he shows up here. And I'm like, he's in town. I, I'm going to be out of town all week. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. They were amazing. They were full on rock stars and yeah. they just killed it. Uh, then, you know, we had Israel Nash. We have, uh, we have Grady Spencer that came and we did this very like eclectic Cinco de Mayo, like decompression, like post Cinco kind of mm. fun thing. And it was, uh, uh, it was like, we started out the morning with, cool you know uh coffee drinks with mexican chocolate and horchata and then we kind of went into this very uh mexican street food focused menu mm. at the restaurant and then uh we had a tattoo artist come in oh wow and a hat maker and then the, the tattoo artist was she's just a baller and there was a line around the door by noon for her. So she did 150 tattoos. Whoa. That day. Wow. Uh, with a, she had a couple of partners in crime that were killing it. Mm. And then, um, that and then we had, great. it was awesome. And then we yeah. had luchador wrestling with some guys that were on, wow. um, Telemundo that were showed up for us and Dang. killed it. And then that night we had Texicana and then Grady Spencer and the work, uh, closed it out and just nice. tore it up. All sponsored by, uh, all sponsored by, uh, was <laughs> Cuervo, which nice. was awesome. So Cuervo made it possible, Proximo and Cuervo made it possible. And it was a badass day. I think we had a thousand people through the doors throughout wow. the day, which was awesome. That's so incredible. That was like, I mean, the place was just like thrashed in a good way, but you know, we were all exhausted. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It was an awesome, awesome day. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of folk that were excited to party. Yeah. Yeah. They were totally into it. And, you know, and it, um, it brings it up that we lost a, a, a buddy, um, you know, it, Darren Eubank, uh, was, uh, you know, part of a band called D and she, mm. but Darren helped us throw that event mm. and was helping us with Cameron and, uh, his for the people music label. And if mm. you're listening like to this podcast, like just go out and, Check out Darren. Like Darren passed away from COVID. He's a oh, 29 wow. year old man and passed away within 72 hours. Got wow. Uh, you know, really hit him super hard and uh, left behind a wife and uh, and a ton of music and a great band. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry and, to hear that. No, yeah, thank you, man. And and but he was, um, uh, he you know, it was a huge part of that day, mm. but also, you know, lived the life, man. That guy during COVID was like playing wherever mm. he became known as like the street musician guy. <laughs> like he'd be playing in a parking lot mm. and tip him if you want, or playing in a neighborhood, playing wherever. And he's a guy that, that, I mean, D and G got really awesome gigs. I mean, like they opened for some huge people and had great concerts in their own right. And we're very busy mm. uh, musicians as well as him as a solo artist who'd gone to American Idol and done well. And, um, but yeah, I just meeting those people. That's part of like that future journey is like meeting yeah. the, the next group of people that are coming in. There's a guy that is like, I don't know how much I play a part in his musical journey, but a guy named Jacob Roberts, that's the freaking, it's like a baby, 
Raina Montaigne and Joe Pug together. And <laughs> he's like just just murders it and we get to get to have him here and mm. he plays a harmonica and guitar and sings and it's just like so the truth right mm. uh and uh andrew holmes like seeing andrew holmes like emerge um it's really cool yeah uh, well it's awesome to hear how how uh how much it resonates with you you know it's not yeah. just uh it's not just a hobby or something to keep around for the sake of just other people passing by but yeah. it's something that it means something to you. Thanks, you know? man. I never yeah. want to be that. Uh, I guess I'd like to be as successful as those guys that they're like, that guy's an asshole, but he's hugely successful. Uh, you know, I don't know who those guys are, but I, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's no other way that my wife and I know how to do business, which then be personal and like mm. care and be invested and yeah. um, be, it's not fun if I don't want to be here listening to the music too, at least yeah. for a song. Yeah. Or two before I go home. Yeah, no one wants to be a snob. It's like right. You might want to know a lot, but you don't want to act like you know everything. And, and I don't know. Don't anything, think anyone else uh, knows in comparison. I mean, didn't, well, it's like somebody went to space today. Like five people, right? I don't know shit. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys went to space and the rocket landed itself, right? Like shit. What the hell? I like music. <laughs> but now yeah but, I, there's a band that i like <laughs> play Firehouse. Uh, but no but but seriously man that's, that's a beautiful thing like we were talking about all these people that we respect because they 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 bet on themselves they you know right. they they live it they, they day in day out you know I mean, that's what this show is about for me is you know when when the markets crash because of covid and stuff you know it freaked me out you know and it and it, it checked me It'd be like, you know, are you doing what you want to do? You know, are you, cause I, I, I love my job. My job right. now is I don't really have a problem with it, but man, I put five years into audio video production work and, yeah. and it's always been something, I mean, I love music and I love, I'm, I am I'm a musician I, and I loved making videos and I loved watching videos. And, and so that's what COVID did to me. It, it checked me and it's like, well, I, I don't even know. Is this a vlog or is this a, uh, podcast with so video. it's a podcast with the yeah with video, video episodes yeah um is uh what's i mean what do you want i'm sorry yeah flipping this on you, go bro. for it flipping it <laughs> uh what do you want what do you want your audience to like gain from it is it pure entertainment that's just you know people that are that are into music or into local music or whatever yeah. what do you want them to learn well i think what, what I have to present to an audience is to the type of person that I am, where if I, if I love the local scene, if I love, or, or cause you know, I interview local musicians, like venue owners and record store owners. Now that I'm vaccinated, I'm pushing right. my marketing like crazy. Um, but, uh, the, the majority of my episodes right now, they're album reviews where a fellow music lover or whether it's my brother or a friend of mine or another musician or whatever, We'll go track by track of an album that we love and hold dear, and we talk about as much as we can. Cool, you know, I mean, and and uh, as much as we we're aware of or that we researched, and and because to me, I've always loved that. Like we were talking about the background stuff. How did this product come to be, right. and why is it so magical? You know, right. why why do I keep coming back to this album? Why, you know, why is uh, Pieces of a Man such a, a crazy album to me, or why why is the White Album by the Beatles such an, an oddity that I just think everyone should know about? You know. Right. And, uh, and this, this show is also my opportunity to get out some of my favorite conversations and to turn into my career. Literally, when I talk to someone about music, no matter what job I've been at, no matter where I've been and what walk of life, where I live at or whatever, it's always been one of the best conversations to have because right. it's such an expressive, personal thing. You right. know, it's like, yeah, maybe they're not versed in music theory and they can't break down why, you know, this, you uh, 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 particular measure was you know mind-blowing to them or whatever i don't care right you know it's like if anything I, I i'm just in it to learn more because uh i just i've, I've always loved to be in that situation where I, i'm i know the least in the room right and so uh for an audience you know That's i, I really want a cool point of view man yeah well I, I want it to be a place where people can find good local people here in the dfw area or in texas in general because i'm doing some stuff in austin here soon um and uh, uh, and I also just want to uh, break down some of the work that's made me kind of the person I am. You know, some of these these pieces of work, uh, these albums or artists that whether whether what the, they said and then what they did in the music or their lifestyle or whatever it is that I could relate to. 
I just, I, I want to relate to that in an open conversation with someone else that openly admires it, you know, That's and, cool. and can dish about it, can riff about it. And, you know, I mean, I, I interviewed a local musician, uh, his name's Stephen Kettner, um, um, for my last episode last week. And I mean, we talked probably for two hours before the show actually started <laughs> just because he was just so excited. I yeah. mean, this is a guy who, he, he is a musician. That, that's his, that's it. He, I think, he, you know, he, he plays at the Freeman like every other night and, uh, He's got all he's got his gigs, you know, he's got it and, and he's 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 working on his own stuff now. He used to be in a band, but he's been walking this life for like 11, 12 years. I mean, this is him in and out and you get it like you can pick up on it immediately, you know, and I just love that. I mean, yeah. I love interacting with people that wear their passion on their sleeves and they're just itching for someone to ask them, you know, about their work or about cool. what album have you been listening to? It's because, I don't know, like I said, that's the main, the main points are I love to learn, but I also love good, genuine conversation and seeing, those, you know, seeing people come alive, you know, seeing yeah. people get vibrant about these things that, man, you know, I've been doing spreadsheets all day or I've right. been, you know, right. I've just been dealing with my, my house problem or, or this, that and the other. It's like this, but I love this. Yeah. You know, can we talk about Paul McCartney for three more hours, please? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm all up for that's it. Cool. You know? you know, and that's really cool. Whether I already know the person or not. That's right. another thing, too, is I've had, uh, uh, like that album I bring up by Gil Scott Heron. You know, my brother-in-law wanted to talk about Pieces of a Man. I was, uh, I was aware of it recently. Like, I, I, I knew a few tracks of it, but I never listened to the whole I thing. Don't, I don't even know what this is. I'm, gonna have to, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, it came out in 1971, I think. It's like, it's like one of the first proto-rap albums. It's really spoken word poetry over jazz fusion. Uh, Killer. Yeah, and it, it's it's cutting edge stuff. And uh, but the revolution will not be televised is the track yeah. off of that. Oh yeah. So that's the that's the that's the album is from. Wow. And I knew about that track, but yeah. I never knew the the, the whole rest album. Of it. Yeah. And so I started. I listened to some of it because I uh, uh, I had a jazz artist come on, so it I, like popped up in this playlist. I'm like, oh, that's that song. And I listened to some of the album. Brought it up to my brother-in-law. He's like, do you know like the whole album? I was like, no, not really. And he's like, that'd be a good one to talk about sometime. I'm like, yeah, maybe it would. Yeah. And I listened to, studied it, you know, for like a few weeks. I'm like, we got to do this episode. And we did it. And yeah, break down each one. And it just felt awesome. I was like, man, now I feel like I really earned a higher level of like respect and honor for this, this piece of work that, you know, again, this is something that's 50 years old, but it was hours and hours of work, dedication and expression, you know, captured. They, 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 they captured lightning in a bottle, but, you know, you so got to find it's it. It's magic. Like, how, how did it happen? You can't. You can't recreate it, but you can celebrate it. Like, mm. I used to always want to, you know, I would study, like, the greats, the great artists, and be like, well, who did he study with? And yeah. how did he whatever? And it's like, yeah, it's how immature of me to think that th that would matter. It's mm. not going to matter. I might be able to study, and I might be able to gain some aptitude from, like, the philosophy yeah. that they adopted, but I w you're never going to be suddenly be them. Mm, right. And if it's and if it's aiming towards like some level of like success or fame, oh, I'll do what they did and I'll be there. Yeah, doesn't it's work fucked. like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does not work like that. I cuss sometimes. I'm it's sorry. My five year old's not here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but if you, but you, but look in hindsight, so 2020, right? Because I get to look back and go, okay, well, what did that? Where did that take me? What did I learn from that? Even though it mm. wasn't what I thought I wanted it to be, what did I learn? And now being able to to look back and even just hear music or poetry or an artist, like as you get older, I'm 44, as you get older, you start to go, wait, what is that really about that? I mm. couldn't understand or appreciate or didn't have the patience for, or the energy to dive into. Yeah. Um, before like, Oh yeah. I mean, I've been listening to the band a ton mm. and I'm just like blown away. Like I, I studied, what is it? Robbie Robertson or Robbie? Robbie Williams or Robbie Robinson, right? That like I, I studied him in a Native American studies class at mm. Berkeley, but I never even dug into the band. Like I was into his activism and stuff, right? I never right. studied any, uh, you know, studied the music and like just listening to those guys and going, why, you know, why was everybody, now I know, but like I remember being in my teens, like, I mean, yeah, Led Zeppelin's cool, but all the kids wanted to, I mean, I wasn't in the seventies, right? I'm in the eighties growing up, Yeah. but everyone wanted to be a Zeppelin head, right? Mm, Everybody wanted to yeah. be all over that. And so like now I can kind of go, 
really hear it and be like, holy shit, how yeah. good this is. Yeah. This is so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, and compare it to like how hard it is to be that good. Yeah. As some of these people were. Well, or like, I like to think about how you can't just straight up cop what someone did back then because then you'd, you'd be copying them. Right. So if a, a new a new person can't, unless they do a really good cover and then it right. you know, makes its way through TikTok or whatever right. wave and then, the, uh, you know, Gen Z now knows about Fleetwood Mac. And right. Like, oh, <laughs> who's this new band? Right. <laughs> um, but you, you, you never know. And and with the, the new channel, like I just said, with TikTok, I mean, you don't know what waves right. going to bring a new artist out or whatever. But again, you can't copy it. So if you're not aware of who uh, uh, Billy Preston is, or you're not aware of, or I'm going to go this way, if you don't know who George Harrison is, you right. just know about the Beatles because you're you're under 20 and you're like, right. well, I know who the Beatles are. But then right. you, you hear a George Harrison song, you're like, that was beautiful. And we're like, yeah, it's like, that's George freaking Harrison. George Harrison. You know, to some people, it's like, it's uh, a, hello. It's a genius. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, well, you know, the even like the contemporaries, I guess they're contemporary now, time flies. Like you look at, Okay, so the Black Keys, for example. Sure. Some people would say, well, they're doing kind of, you know, 70s blues rock or whatever it is. Mm, yeah. You look at them organically doing the first album and you go, I don't know why, but every single song on here makes me feel good, right? <laughs> I feel like... If you want to jump. I want to like jump. <laughs> get after it. <laughs> and then you see them kind of play it safe for a little while and now kind of come back to that. Mm. At least that, I mean, this is my, my opinion. I don't know shit. Yeah. I'm just telling what I experience because yeah. that's kind of how I hear music. Like, mm. If I listen to music and it makes me feel a certain way and I'm like, Oh, that kind of reminds me of this. Sure. Uh, or that. And then I hear it and then I'm like, well, that feels overproduced. Sure. I feel like there's Formulaic. some other hands formulas yeah. playing on that. That doesn't feel like they're, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't right. feel authentic to me. Then I don't that, respond to it, right? Like that album. That, right. It's a raw album. <laughs> right, right. And so there's, like, those guys aren't reinventing the wheel, but they are so uniquely living it yeah. when they're at their best. And I yeah. think that they captivated some audiences. Like, they made people go, oh, shit, what am I seeing right now? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And even, the, the, even that first kind of offshoot solo album that, you know, that he did, Oh yeah, you know, keep it, was, it hidden. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, that's super good. Incredible. Yeah, and so uh, like I, uh, that, I I don't think it's you know we we should never deny that we're inspired, that we're not really doing anything completely authentic, but that we're, you know, we're inspired and we're going to do ours, but yeah. not what? not lean too far into what has been done before. Yeah, or what allow it to inform. Yeah, and what's popular right now right you know because and that's the perfect person to lean on dan arbach's a perfect example because his his reference for his style was delta blues you know oh, and, wow. was, and and he liked the the gritty stuff he yeah. liked the gritty southern blues rock and and stuff like captain beefheart and people that were a little right more on. on the fringes but that kept him away from you know because i mean this is a dude growing up in the 80s and 90s who l liked the music but it was never his thing. Right. You know, it's like, I understand that's popular, but that's not what I am. Right. And so by the time he got there, or they got their opportunity to, you know, make a demo, then make an album. I mean, they're a garage band, they're a college band. Right. And it was, it was all them. It was all effort. It was high energy because they were about it. They, they knew what they were referencing, but they knew that it wasn't, we didn't have to get it auto-tuned. We didn't have to get, right. um, you know, it didn't have to have this, you know, complex production involved. Just nail the dang song. Just, Just get a good song yeah. going. It's like, get stuck in your head. I mean, it's too on the nose, but like electric mud, like when you hear Muddy Waters play oh, yeah. electric guitar and like sing and just like emote. Yeah. It's not even singing. It's just like, <laughs> ugh, like spilling wow. his yeah. guts. <laughs> right. And you, that's how I, I, that feels like some of their music to me. Like, mm. I, I don't think it, I think you put them in the same category. Like, absolutely. Like, Whoa. Yeah. This is so raw, man. But see, but but the reason why I say he was a good person to pick on is because he really honored that older sound. You know, he yeah. he kept an awareness of that. You know, he dug into it. You know, and I think that's what makes a really earnest and, and true musician is it's not just 
what's what's hip what's what's the fad now that i can produce my music to to you know get enough hits or whatever it's really honing in on a respect for like a, like a not a, not even a generation like an era of music and just yeah. understanding like like you, you you go into the past because you just you find the value it's like right. just like a, a miner knows you're eventually going to dig up the precious metal or the precious stone it's like i know there's a lot of music like i'm not going to be one of those right. snobs that says well name every album you right. know if you love music yeah. you need to know everything right but you got to be able to dig through it you got to right. go find those people you got to be doing your work i mean i think you've got to it comes back to acting for me because I know that, you know, to me, an actor's job is to, is to every day to dig into their heart work, to, mm. to constantly be taken on a new story, yeah, to find the time to be uh, immensely prepared, mm. to be on the ready. And it's, and sometimes it's just digging into an imagination, into your own imagination, yeah. being inspired by poetry and allowing yourself to go there. Yeah. for an hour a day and yeah. you may not get an opportunity or an audition for two years yeah but that's your job to like i think as a musician to listen to music mm -hmm. to to dig on to that that instrument if you play one to you know for example like where i become kind of like people would perceive me as a you know, everyone's always going to think someone's a prick if you just say no to them mm. but if somebody comes out here and they're like doing some silly like dance to some you know some sort of synthesized nonsense with not a true voice and trying to copy some music and then ask me to come play here and we're not talking about like hell this ain't the this ain't the forum and it certainly ain't it's it ain't the kessler but yeah, you know yeah, you yeah. come here and you're trying to do that uh i'm gonna just delete like yes. I'm gonna come and say, what do you what? No, you know because I've, all we have is like to respect the time and energy put in, mm. and there's too many people that are like, you know, a little wet behind the ears. I'm not saying that there aren't there's amazing amazing young musicians oh, sure. that are doing the job, yeah. But then there's a lot of people that want to be famous, oh, and like yeah. I have zero tolerance for like want to be famous, yeah, because well, like what you said, they they want to cut the corners yeah and 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 to some and, people and like mommy and daddy told them they're good like you're not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good right yeah. and you need to know it right and you need to know that i'm telling you no because i at the end of the day i am responsible for putting good yeah. music out there yeah and for even if 10 people came to eat chicken sandwiches if they're going wow okay going on over there what the hell's going on up there guys what, what are we doing like you know yeah. I paid i paid 14 dollars for this chicken sandwich and my beer here and i'm like it's getting ruined right yeah. uh then I, i'm that's my accountability that's well, my I mean, responsibility my i'm like that's, that's reality that's it that's that is reality and i think that's like to some people especially those those true blue musicians that live it day in day out they, they understand that, you know, right. whether they're busking or they're trying to get their first gig or they've had gig. Oh, or this. They had gigs and then COVID happened. Now they're having to, you know, restart, revamp. They're on a hiatus with their band. Now yeah. they're not with their band, whatever. But they've got they've got the experience where they've been told, no, OK, you right. come back. You, you improve. You work on yourself because there's those people that are just a little too green. Yeah. They're like, well, maybe it would work out. Right. You just never know. And, and you sure, can sense you like know. there's some green folks out there that like are living it and working hard. And you're like, just give them a shot. Sure. Like they're, gonna oh, hit, yeah. they're gonna hit some they're gonna hit some A pluses on like three or four songs and maybe maybe some B minuses on a few. But <laughs> you know, like you wanna support them. Yeah. Because you know that they're they're the same people that if you told them no, they'd be like, Thanks, man, consider me again later. Right. Instead of why not? Right, exactly. You know, and I'm it's like good. those are the people that are like, you're All like right, see, yeah, you're see not, that's not you're what not I'm gonna ready. Do. Yeah. You're not ready. Yeah. Uh it's like I'm an outside sales rep. Right. For my job. Yeah. So I'm so used to being told, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. Or just nothing at right. all. It's and I've been told no. <laughs> I mean, bro, I've been told no. I've been told yes, yes, yes. Change your life. No. <laughs> you know, like yeah. ninth audition where it's like, it's going to happen for that big part. Mm. And then you get told no. It hasn't made me bitter, but it, it's made me know that. Sometimes there's a better choice mm. than me. 
Yeah. Sometimes maybe I would have been a great choice, but there was another choice. Yeah. And that's life. There's always a bigger and, fish. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes it's a sometimes it's the same fish, but it got it it had a flake of yellow on its tail, and someone's like, I like that fish. Let's let's bring that fish in. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, what do I mean? Well, and maybe, maybe I would have been great. Maybe I would have been less great. Who knows, oh, yeah. right? But oh, it's yeah. just accepting that stuff that yeah. like I'm, you know, time and years kind of help you kind of get there. Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, kind of learning all that stuff mm. still all the time, We're you know, about learning. all of this. But uh, but I, I do love it, man. I, and I'm a geek at times about those musicians that come in. Mm. You know, I've. That's awesome. I've been. Yeah, totally. I'm totally. I love it. I love being like so inspired and geeked out. And I love kind of like. I'd want to be you. Thanks, man. <laughs> I love I love coming hat in hand to. You know, look, I, I've been able to work with, I mean, I, I've been able to work with, I think, four Academy Award winners. Mm. I've been able to produce movies with Academy Award winners in them. I've been able to act alongside those Academy Award winners. I've been able to be the lead of films that got distributed, get great reviews, all of that stuff. I just got back from working with Malcolm McDowell, Clockwork Orange, and oh, Jeremy wow. Piven. Oh, and wow. Terrence Howard and really? and uh, Justin Chatwin. I'm the small fish in that in that movie. I'm just in it. Mm. And they're amazing. I'm not nervous. I'm there to collaborate with those people, right? Yeah. Do musicians come here that don't have any of the fame that those guys have. And I'm like so baffled and a little nervous and wanting to like geek on these musicians. Yeah. Because I'm just, because, man, music has that power to just, like, I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone hasn't said a million times. It just has the ability to just dig into you and make you just go, holy shit. Like, I sometimes am listening to music, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> and I look at my wife, oh. You know, and I'm like, what is happening? And it's, like, hurting me to hear it or making me just so, feel so full of joy. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, uh, and then I can go back to that with, with the beauty of like the Spotify's in the world mm. of the world where I can go back and like relive that moment yeah. with, from that artist. And so, oh, yeah. um, and I don't cite all of that. I, I only cite those, that acting stuff as context. Mm. That, that's a whole different story of like, you know, I'm inspired by all those people, but my job is to come and collaborate with them. Sure. Yeah. I, oh, there's absolutely. no room for being, in awe right. of anyone oh, yeah. or the absolutely. job is over. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm deeply inspired by them, but we're talking about music here. I, it, I lose all my cool when it comes to <laughs> the, the, the fan in the audience listening to music. Yeah. And I can certainly talk to those people and like collaborate on what it is to be a storyteller in different mediums. Mm. Oh yeah. Of, well, Oh, from, how'd you write it? Where'd it come from? What was that, that, that pain that you experienced mm. while you expressed that there yeah. that resonates with everything you're doing. Yeah. I would, I certainly like to have those conversations. But I also certainly like to just like sit back and go, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a huge, my wife and I are huge Ray LaMontagne fans. Oh yeah. It's classic. And I'm just like, well, he puts dude. on a hell of a show. God. And like a guy that like, I mean, his story, my, my, you know, understanding of his story is probably a Wikipedia page uh, reference, but to be to to listen to a song and to go, I really should be a musician to be inspired by music, mm. which is I think his story, if it's correct in my limited research, mm. to then express on that level, and then to sit with like an orchestra at times and a guitar and like just, just it out. captivate. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so truly just cool, be a storyteller. Man. Yeah. In and out. I mean, there's a song that is the, that lived out in my heart while my wife and I were in our formation as a, as a couple. Mm. And there was a song that was just like always, I was always listening to, Hey babe, sorry. I'm in the middle of this podcast. So I'm done in a few minutes. 
I'm in this. I'm still on the podcast. You're on. You're on the podcast. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Bye. Um, I thought that would be fun to have her be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> so the it lived out. It's like she heard. You see, some you talk about somebody and they call you. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird, man. <laughs> it does happen to me all the time. I just thought of my wife. She calls me. I'll do it again. Just wait. I wish it would happen to my customers. <laughs> Think about them really hard, <laughs> really but hard. also think about them in like nice, nice things nice about ways, them yeah. and like <laughs> make it organic. Um, <laughs> they, uh, but the court, our courtship and discovering Jolene by mm. not, not, um, yeah, not by Dolly, Dolly yeah, but by Ray. By, by Ray and like that song can come on and then shelter is part of our wet was one of our mm. wedding songs. Yeah. Like. Jolene like can come on and I I start to tear up anytime oh. it comes on. Oh yeah. That it just, that that and burn. Oh, that was <laughs> dude. That, that was just hit you in the gut. Beast. <laughs> it hits you in the gut. How dare you? How dare you? He's so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and he plays all his other stuff and he get all dreamy and there's like like you know, there's it feels like a big um, like a big oil lamp. Like at the concerts now, and it's like, and like some of that stuff, and I'm just like, just play Jolene, just play Jolene. You know, you always want to hear your song, but I, anything he does is like magic, and he's just yeah. so, you know. I, there's a people will probably be like, oh, I I was with you, man, with with Ray, and I was with you with Black Keys, and you know the band, but I, I you know, in college I was a and and I still appreciate him i don't listen to him much i was a johnny lang fan okay and uh and what i loved about johnny lang was like if you would see him in concert he did not care if you were there Mm. it was really about the song and i feel like that that's the way ray lamontaine is Mm. like that it was like i'm a sucker for like a husky voice and like a and a bit of guitar right you know and so uh he i just love that ray lamontaine might has his hat down and the lights are hitting the top of the hat. Like there's no footlights illuminating his face and you can kind of see the rest of the band. And he's like, you know, doing his thing like this. Yeah. Right. And you're not, you're like, he doesn't, he'd rather hide in the back and play this. Well, some of the the best musicians, like I'm a huge, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of his and he does that. Yeah. Uh, Like I'm a big uh, Portugal, the man fan. Yeah. Long, like since like 2009. Um, it's so like when they blew up, it was kind of weird because like, wow, right. they're freaking everywhere. <laughs> but like John Gorley, their lead guy, singer and writer and rhythm guitarist, every show, I've been to like five of their shows. Every show, it's either like a bucket hat or his hood. You just take it. He's like, hey, put the hood over yeah. his head and then you just rock out. Yeah. Two, two hours. One of my buddies, uh, it's funny. He's a big star. He's um, a guy named Chris Pine. He's Captain Kirk and. You know, Chris Pine? Man. Yeah. Uh, so Chris and awesome. I went to Berkeley together. Oh, really? Wow. And then when we graduated, um, he went off and did like a summer at in in at Leeds, I think. For Rada. And then he'd done he'd gone to Leeds before, but he went to Rada and then he moved. Then we got an apartment together in L.A. And oh, we just kind of hit the ground running. Wow. And he told me one time that sometimes he would leave his contacts out. So that when he went into an opportunity, they were blurry. He didn't want to see them. Oh, yeah. Like he, he yeah. would he would have he would know who he's talking to. Sure, yeah. And that but the judgment of the other stuff, he would be able to focus on that person, but he would eliminate the judgment and the fear yeah. by having the contacts. Well, gone. it's like John Lennon, you know, he'd take his glasses off when he would oh, perform live. There you go. Because he didn't want to think of the people. Yeah. yeah. No, this was like real for him. I mean, I, I think he could give a shit now because he's, you know, his art is He's always been an amazing actor, but his art has always evolved. Oh yeah, uh, and that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. Oh yeah, he's he's great. He's a great guy, uh, a great great guy, and also you know I think he would confess that he's a you know he's an English major at Berkeley, mm. studying like you know obscure like you know English you know poets. And, yeah, <laughs> you know like doing that and. 
that's uh, my that's what my wife did so yeah sure they would hit it off right <laughs> right don't let your wife anywhere near no. Chris Pine. No. no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> and, uh and he and then he was like you know he comes from a family of actors and then he yeah. started doing some plays and he's just like god i just need to do this but but he's a very intelligent guy and and well read and has a stance and an opinion and is a he's a neat guy mm. yeah but but that that was like a little trick early on for him yeah oh yeah well you got to figure out how to break your nerves right you know mix it up just focus on your art right focus on expressing it no that's it it needs to be like what am i here to do not impress you i'm here to deal with my my kids going to their first day of school or oh, yeah. deal with a girl that i really want to talk to but i have no can't talk to <laughs> yeah right what, um, what to do to execute right yeah right sometimes you gotta have tunnel vision on your dream totally <laughs> totally <laughs> well jason i appreciate it again cool, man. man yeah well i'd uh, like to have you back on sometime i'd love that man yeah. and uh and you know off you know off this will i'll i'd suggest there's some people that i think there's some people that you'd find pretty interesting that are in my little circle yeah from filmmakers who are um do you call them music files? Uh, audio files, audio files, fi- audio files. Yeah. yeah, there's one of one of my constant collaborators is a guy named Michael Mangelos. Um, we just wrapped on a film in December with, and he uh, we looks like we got we're in Fright Fest on it, and mm. um, and then you know looking down the pipeline of a distribution deal on with um, some cool people, and it's got you know. Candyman, no other, no other than the famous Tony Todd, who's the you know one of the leads of it. But he is uh, was in a band that was signed. Like, just talk about like life and direction. He was a media. I mean, this is the guy you got to talk to. He was a <laughs> media major at mixed media major at um, Hartford School of Arts, mm. and you know, making telling stories and like shit that sucked and then was in a band a bass player no other and like the bass player gets no love and he's like (laughs) and then he's like started telling stories and his first movie got distribution and he's never been you know he's another guy's never been as famous as he is skilled Mm. and he knows that and he works another job still Mm. but then he's like the lead singer of his band uh which was called 50 feet tall Mm is a beast, just a beast of a lead singer and a front man. And he's got a marketing company and they still do side projects. And they're like, mm. um, do a, they still have a garage band. Nice. And, um, and he's just like a champion of, of, you know, people like bands like sleeping in the aviary mm. and these great bands. And he has a very specific sound that he loves, but he also is well-versed in everything. And, uh, I think you would really like talking to him. Cool. Yeah. Uh, he's in Connecticut, but if he comes out here, maybe yeah. that'd be a cool way to do a phone, do a phone thing. Phone I think Skype you, thing. Yeah. I think you'd like him and, and what he has to say. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that can like, if you say, well, tell me about it. If you know about it, you'd be like, all right, you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here it goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, there's cool. some other musicians that have come through here and that continue to come through here that I think would, um, you know, anybody that pops up that that some of the ones that are famous or or feel very famous <laughs> may say no. I want my writer to be <laughs> right. All right, of these things. right, right. Some of those folks may say no, but uh, but then there's some of them that um, are the people that would say yes at any level. Like they'll say yes when they're nobody and they'll say yes when they're somebody. Sure. Yeah. Those same people would, you know, and some of that, man, some of that's, you got to give them some empathy too. Like, oh yeah. They're, they're just busy. Like you, yeah. you, Matthew Logan Vasquez, and I'm, I'm only citing him because I know what he was doing. It was his first show out of COVID. Mm-hmm. He drove from Weatherford, not Weatherford. Is Weatherford near Austin? Uh, no, no, uh, it's on the river over there. Um, shit, get your geography together, Smith. Uh, (laughs) he drove from near Austin over, they loaded their own stuff in, they cranked until midnight, 
longer than the set they were obligated to play, <laughs> had a great time, were complete gentlemen, and then they were driving like all night. Dang. Somewhere else. Yeah. And leaving their kid and wives and all that at home to go to the do what they kid. do. Yeah. And may maybe all night's five hours, but they didn't leave until 12, right? So it's 5 a.m. They're going to yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. So that, those kind of guys, you got to catch them on the right time to oh, get a yeah. recording, but it doesn't mean that they're too big for their britches. They just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they're like, ah, my time is limited and it's precious yeah. and I have to... Yeah, when I get it, I'm because like my thing is I'm also coordinating to get on guest lists just to do a quick interview before yeah. they go on or whatever. It doesn't even have to be a full show, you know, like for the ones that have the time or they're in an off season. It's like, sure, that'd make more sense. But yeah, I'm down to do even short, short little interviews. Yeah, just to get an idea. We're, there's um, we're just we're filling up the um, roster a little bit. By the way, we're going to do we're producing we're the promoter producer of a show uh, 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 at the Uptown. Mm. Uh, Deep Blue something. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's fame. Okay. Uh, and uh, they, I guess it's like a, like a top five international hit song. Oh, wow. You know, uh, you've heard it. I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, yeah. She oh, said, yeah. right. Um, that, they're, we're producing them at the Uptown um, next month. Mm. Um, and then we're doing, um, we've got another ticketed show coming up September 11th. If there's any, if there's any way that you want us to help fit in, like just say, hey, would you mind doing a quick sound bite or a blurb or whatever yeah. for anything you're doing? If any of that stuff interests you, you know, I'm happy to help. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, all of it. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, brother. Right on, man. I've enjoyed this. Yeah. Me too, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, thank you. Until next time. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye. <laughs>